Hubhopper Originals. To start your podcast for free, log on to studio.hubhopper.com. Every single person you see has the potential to become an extremely big person in our industry. You know, so in our industry, always remember, a lot of people forget that nobody's ever leaving. Sometimes you get really lucky, right? And uh, there's no reality check. You don't understand the high of walking on a street and having every single eye looking at you. That bit cannot be explained to people. That high is higher than any check that you can get. And there is no way to check yourself for that. The fall from that is what can end a career in five years, what could have gone on for 50. Hello people, welcome to the seventh episode of The Podlist. I'm Saya Shapela, your host on this show. On the last episode, we podlisted the Musafir stories and spoke to them about their journey, their travels and everything in between. If you missed it, you can catch it on any of your podcast listening apps. You know how we're made to believe that we're to choose a particular field and stick to it. Like as though being gifted in multiple spheres is a crime. Rather recently, I stumbled onto an article about multi-potentialites. You know, essentially people who display aptitudes across multiple disciplines. So the article relayed how people with these varied aptitudes and interests can actually leverage it to their advantage. Unlike, of course, the archaic belief of that individual being wavered or lacking focus. Now, wondering why I'm telling you all this? Well, because on this week's episode, we have someone who's been an RJ, BJ, actor, host of talk shows, been a producer, and more recently, a podcaster. That's right. Publicity this week is Offscript with Salil, a Spotify original, which is an extremely fun, dynamic show with insightful conversations. With his guests from across the board, film critiques to actors, fitness enthusiasts to chefs, entrepreneurs to YouTube sensations, he's basically covered it all. On today's episode, we speak to Salil about his journey, what it means to make it in the film industry and everything in between. So let's dive into it. So Salil, firstly, you've literally done it all. You've acted, you've presented, been on the radio and now of course podcasts. So how has your journey been thus far? Tell us a little bit more about the off-script Salil, no? Thing is, um, you know, I've been, I've been here a long time so as a result of that it just happens to be that I'm one of those few people who didn't leave anything a lot of people actually said that if you're doing that then you shouldn't be doing anything else but I somehow didn't like subscribe to that because I wanted a lot of freedom I didn't want to be bound by contracts and back in 2002 and 3 so whether it was MTV or Channel V you weren't allowed to do anything else except for that so I was the only VJ that was working as I started television in 2004 I started radio in 2002 and I started VJing in 2004. So I was actually doing all three simultaneously. The only person who was allowed to do that. So the the whole concept of freelance contracts and consultants, I'm actually one of the first people that was offered a consultant contract by Bennett and Coleman because Mr. Parigi, the head of Bennett and Coleman, he really understood what I said. So I was the first employee that converted to a consultant contract so I could actually work everywhere else. Even to this day, people don't understand the meaning of non-exclusive contracts. So I have non except for Spotify, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only, that is the only exclusive contract that I signed. But, but otherwise, 
everything else was uh, literally how i chose it to be but how did you manage doing all of this with tv on tv shoots yeah. like odd hours long long skeds so i have ekta to thank for that and the entire production team because so nobody actually believed that somebody would want to push their bodies that much but i did so they told me one thing they said look if you want to do all this then where are you going to sleep i said on a set so you know those stories about people saying 24 hours on the set in back in the days I was one of those people. Yeah. I would live in the vanity wow. van. Honestly, the only thing that I'd go home for was literally a shower and I'd be back. Um and it was crazy. I mean, I remember at one time I was doing five television serials including Kasorti's in the Geeky. I was VJing, I was voicing and I was hosting shows. I'd left radio by then. I took a hiatus from that because obviously I couldn't do radio because I was a fixed time. But it was insane and I loved it. And it's not like it stopped. That still continued till today. you know so that that's helped and so i was like a govinda without actually being like govinda and coming late on a set so i think they were quite okay with it man and and that's the reason why actually i couldn't do a lead character in television because for that they said you got to leave everything and give us 28 days and just the thought of that has scared me which is why i've never done big boss because i just get so petrified of going into a place and being stuck and not being allowed to exit so yeah and yeah. just doing one thing wow yeah man no no yeah and your journey from radio to podcasting like was that like yeah. a natural progression how did that come about you know so i've actually never been like at the forefront of knowing what's going on you know so people used to have podcasts like i mean for a long time i know jose and suresh when and had one kan masti but I, i but what i've actually done is in the sense even though i've done different things over the years i would like to think that i'm one of the only conversationists there is on television you know so even my before you interviews I, it's not a question answer thing We don't get the most views. It has nothing ever to do with the film promotions that are going on. And uh, well, now I mean she's changed a lot. But there was a time when Kangana was uh, when I knew her very well. But uh, there was a time I remember when she just came on Anupama Chopra's show, and that I think broke the you know people said oh this is a different side of Kangana. You know around the same time my interview came out as well, and she said I actually uh, she came on another channel and said these are the two interviewers that I enjoy the most. but they all knew anupama chopra they said but where are sales interviews so because what happened before you was they stopped showing it in india about 7 or 8 years ago so abroad it was very well known but because they should say who sees before you but because before you is a very big film distributor i had all the biggest stars coming on my show so what actually happened was while the interviews were going on i started to do this on radio i used to produce content for jet airways which is another thing that you don't know so in flight entertainment in jet airways and 17 airlines my company used to produce So oh, wow. as a result yeah so as a result of that again interviews so whether it was radio interviews audio and video i was doing the same thing so the rapo started to get like incredible with the artists so i used all this as leverage later on and so unni was the one who called me about 2 years back by the way for uh, spotify so i had no clue and you know i and i told him this i said you know there's so many bigger fish in the sea why are you calling me he says because that's the whole point everyone has an agenda you don't when you do your interviews it's literally a conversation and that's how our script actually was made so i mean if it wasn't for him actually uh, i wouldn't have uh, got into this because they've actually well a lot of like a lot of people said because i've been interviewing for 20 years now i guess they've all grown up watching the conversations but they've not been as prolific because of not being shown on television and because i think our individual digital games are way stronger than the company's digital games so i i should say this i was the most famous guy that nobody ever knew and they still don't so that's why i guess that collateral work then that's how the podcast started
you've been a part of like so many different facets within the entertainment and creative industries right how would you say it has changed yeah since when you set foot into this sphere uh the audience yeah you know um how should i say this that we we work without any fear or favor earlier so so i remember when i made my debut in avarapan and hiring pr for the first time as i was told i said they said nobody's going to write about you and that's the first time i realized that everything is paid for but then i also realized that even though you're in all of this we're still outsiders man you know the whole outsider debate that is happening now uh they don't have the clue i mean none of these people that are talking about it have a clue we've been the real outsiders you know us getting work i remember uh, you know the whole world telling me what a role in our upon this that and the other i didn't get a single phone call we didn't get a single phone call not even one because they said you know well, yeah i said i shot in five countries i have like the biggest role in the film after imran hashmi the whole tarun adarsh i remember on friday called me and said wow salil welcome you're to bollywood you're the new star that everyone's going to watch when i didn't get a single call you go online and see the reviews right now the same critics i mean wrote good stuff and also said as if watching him on before he wasn't enough now we have to watch him in films i said that's the encouragement that you're giving us and then i remember ekta came back and she said listen will you do kyunki i said you know if i go back then i can't come back she said well i you do it your way and she gave me the respect i did it but i, I mean i realized the one thing i learned was a lot of people respected the work i did but they didn't love me you know so even in radio even though we done it for so long so we have the numbers and we have all that but somehow you know stardom is a little different and i never cared about that so maybe i didn't like like i'm active on social media now because we, i do so much so i have to like sort of put it up but otherwise i don't really care about it i mean my life is my kids and my work and i'm working 24 hours a day i'd rather just work out in the gym and so the industry has changed now that they expect you to do all this so earlier it wasn't like this you know you did your stuff and it was purely a sweet struggle but now there's so much more there's uh, when i meet 20 people right now if they're 25 they don't know who i am and then they'll, they they would question right and they'd ask a question and they'd say oh my god is this you and i'm just like yeah you know so you have to deal with that that's not rejection but that you you are to deal with that earlier they you didn't have to deal with it because they didn't because there was no google so i've you've had to deal with also changing industries from the first row of an award show to the third row and to the different block of an award show i've been through that as well wow i've been through yeah 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 i've been through business class to uh not invited so you know you you go through i've been through a lot of changes and then when you come back in and because i had all these other things i was always going on i didn't need work ever so that's another problem that a lot of producers felt that he's very arrogant i said no i just do 20 things so i don't need you to give me work if you think you can give me work then give work so i guess that's uh that's the biggest change now you know like where you feel a lot of people feel pressurized to work because of the online pressure that people create but would you say that because of so much visibility all these different media and platforms it's easier to get noticed would you say like was it tougher back then or was it back then it's pure uh, talent no 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 it wasn't about talent then it, uh, it was about how you looked also it was very very important so that worked for a lot of people so that was a the culture then now that's not the case now now pure talent can work but it's very tough to stay in the industry like i don't know too many people that be able to survive 5 years look there is nobody that's going to have like a run like that you know so like i remember sunil grover and he did a film with vivek obroy and arshad varsi and sanjay dat and it uh, i forget the name of the film it flopped very badly it was a remake of omkara but he was brilliant in it 
nobody nobody saw his talent then but i'm just saying that that guy should have been big 20 years back yeah but he wasn't right so uh, it's very if you got the talent and the tenacity to stay so uh, like someone like me doesn't have the greatest talent but because i work so hard and because i have above average talent than everybody else that's enough so either you're like surreal grover you know or or you be like me and then you work really hard and then you have to try like that <laughs> you're just it's you're just being too humble right now no no but it's true it's it's really true and to become very big in india is very difficult you can see you can be a good actor but there's a reason why kk menon doesn't get mobbed you don't even know this jimmy shergill works 30 days a month wow you know he's doing punjabi films and this film and that film and you would think that his stardom has come down no he has like 20 releases a year you know so a lot of what people think they see on social media and instagram is the world no it's a lot more so oh yeah man the industry is like incredibly big i mean since we're speaking so much in this sphere and we're talking about it what do you think is the main according to you the distinguishing factor yeah like between stardom and not public you can't buy it that's why you have youtubers that are superstars and people on instagram yeah. say everyone puts up uh, their six pack photographs why do some people have more followers I mean everyone on Instagram has a great body apparently <laughs> and they do a lot yeah. of them do everyone's a yogini everyone's standing on their hands why do you like some people more so a lot of these people have started doing this why because they think it works right but it doesn't work for everyone and so there is no formula anymore and that's when i realized that there are so many subworlds that exist you know you can be thinking on top of a mountain but that's a different continent brother there's another continent that people are working on so i think I think there's enough space for everyone to do everything. I mean, I know people that have started uh, videos in the lockdown, uh, cooking videos, and there are a million cooking videos on TV. But some of them have twenty thousand subscribers or forty thousand subscribers. I'm talking about general people in my building, and I'm going like, that's really cool. Yeah. So that appreciation that happens now, you never got earlier. I, I realized that we have certain set formulas that we think work, but there's really nothing that works. I mean I, my idea is to keep it real someone doesn't have to keep it real someone does a great caricature uh why would they listen to a conversation so I remember when I started off script the heads of Spotify telling me you don't need to get Salman and Shahrukh you know that's not what we're looking for we're looking for your conversations so they said when Joe Rogan who basically is the king of podcasts yeah. when he got Elon Musk he didn't get him in the first episode man you know he got him a lot later I remember Gaurav Kapoor uh you all know breakfast with champions from Virat Kohli's episode I've been watching him for two and a half years. Nobody knew who he was, and this is a guy who's the face of IPL. It took one Virat Kohli because this was his first two and a half, three years. He was doing that. So my question is: Imagine, and he had Sachin Tendulkar and Viv Richards and Gavaskar and all these people. Nobody saw it. I mean, it was very like normal, lukewarm. Yeah. They, it takes sometimes. It just you just got to keep going. and yeah. you just never know what works man it's not like they started making better productions later yeah i mean it was pretty much the same so you don't know how that works yeah and i mean despite it all rejection is such a part and parcel of sort of being a public personality and what comes with content creation is like constant opinions criticism and there's just no way you can please everyone right so how do you deal with that yeah i used to critique films and then i stopped because it became a big uh, it became a uh, professional hazard for me So I started about six, seven years back, and that not many people used to do it or get paid for right. it. So when I did, it created a lot of issues. That's the first time I saw the general public commenting, you know, because they didn't agree with what you thought. Yeah. Otherwise, there was no reason for them to disagree. Right. And films and cricket are the two things that people have an opinion about everything. 
and i remember the kind of trolling that used to happen then yeah. and i'm not even talking about the kind that yeah. people face with kabir singh okay even then like if you i remember prem ratan dan bio came out and so there was a lot of pressure yeah. for me to give like some big stars to it because obviously because i used to work so much sanman bhai so i gave a decent decent number yeah. and i explained why my god the the audience just took off and i realized that it was not just the public you'd be surprised at the biggest superstars in our country they read every line <laughs> and uh, yeah it became a big issue when i realized that nobody likes criticism nobody yeah. and and so one of the one of the very big producers in our bollywood industry came and told me what are you doing he says you host all our events you make so much of money traveling with us you do all this you want to stop all this why why if you want to become a critic please go ahead but then you can't do this you can't ha- expect me to come on your show and then say good things to you he says allow me to then abuse you on your show as well i'll not ever hire you so one superstar didn't hire me for two and a half years wow. because he didn't like the way i reviewed his film so i realized that you know it's he was not vindictive he was very right when he told me that he said suddenly it's a clash of interest yeah he said how can you be reviewing films that you're getting paid to promote they're coming on your before you shows they're coming on radio shows how can you do that you got to be an independent person then i'll respect you then so i think i understood that part where uh, everyone's not thick skinned in fact nobody's thick skinned so i also sort of imbibed that inside my own bit that most people won't like what you do like i've never got like even for off script it's not like i get a barrage of messages saying oh wow what a show this is. that doesn't happen and i see some other podcast getting i'm going like i'm rated 20 spots higher than this person why is he getting yeah. so much more I'm going like other ratings fake, so I I really start to question that. So I've never been inundated with messages. I mean, the respectful ones will come. So I'll get like a TEDx uh, invitation or a political talk. I'm going like, where are the fans? <laughs> so there are no fans. Right. They're just like people who might say this guy is good at his job, but that's it. So that bit I don't think I've been able to crack, and that I think happens once you put yourself really out there and you allow all this criticism to come in, because then when they change and start to love you. That's when I think you become really popular. So okay, imagine if you could go back in time and give advice to Salil in his early like or mid twenties, or like if suppose there's some aspiring talent like listening to this podcast and looking to sort of make a mark in the creative industries, what would you say? Every single person you see has the potential to become an extremely big person in our industry. You know, so whether it's a associate creative, I know a lot of actors that were not very nice with some people. Those people ended up heading channels after that. and they really suffered it so in our industry always remember a lot of people forget that nobody's ever leaving sometimes you get really lucky right so you signed everything you become like a really big star you have to be very very careful and uh, there's no reality check so reality changes right for you i mean i can't explain fame to people you don't understand the high of walking on a street and having every single eye looking at you that bit cannot be explained to people that high is higher than any check that you can get and there is no way to check yourself for that and the fall from that and it's never going to last forever it's happened with the biggest superstars of our country the fall from that is what can end a career in 5 years what could have gone on for 50 so that's my only advice i really never thought that people had agendas and all that and i, I met a lot of people that had i i i wasn't like i was a little naive but i i really had faith i still do i still have faith in every time i meet someone I really think that you know something can happen. Like you know, when we chat, I do believe that this something good is going to come out of it. You don't have an agenda, but 
but I, I'm wrong many times here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll see if I have an agenda or not. <laughs> Everyone knows yeah. you're doing a lot of things. So what else are you working on? You know, so the pandemic actually, uh, well, unfortunately, uh, ruined a lot of things for so many people, of course. Yeah. But uh, I, I've been working on a project with the government for one and a half years. So I have a production house that, that makes all these shows, like I said, but we were going now to the next level. And uh, it had been a very tough struggle because a lot of people had said that you're like that actor slash RJ. How can you be doing such a big production? Right. I used to deal with those kind of questions. And I'm going like, okay, whatever. So we'd fought through that and won this contract. And uh, I would have gone bankrupt. 20 days away from taking three offices, not for rent. And we were going to be working because we had such a long contract. And that contract obviously didn't come through and we were saved. So that would have taken us to the next level as, as uh, producers and all that. And suddenly it's all back to square one, you know, whatever we did for the last two, two and a half, three years. Yeah. So we're trying to rebuild that. Conversations are restarting. I can't just act or just do one thing anymore. I like to be in control of the entire setup. So whether it's, you can, in a sense, call that a producing role. Yeah. But in that also, you, I use myself a lot of the times because I don't want to spend money on anyone else. And I I just (laughs) think that I can do it really fast. So that's why I just do it. Yeah. And uh, I ask the producer, Mere level ka star hoga aapke liye. Yeah, and if he says, okay, I'll say, ticket, ticket, we'll, let's go ahead with it. So I'll try and sell bigger names and I'll say, no, 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 but I'll absorb the cost. So I think that, that that's hopefully 2021. 2021 is going to be a really watershed year to try and understand because a lot of budgets have from 10 rupees have come down to 1 rupee. A lot of careers which were going to take off might not take off. And I, I see a lot of people leaving the industry in 2021 because I don't think that they'll survive. And uh, the industry is really tough right yeah. now. I mean, for television is going through... It's biggest upheaval since 2009. Yeah. I was part of the first crunch that happened in 2009, which is why I went back to radio also. It's a really tough time. And even films and all, I mean, with all the stuff that's going around, it's not going to be easy for everyone to just get a release. You see, people don't understand this and you will understand this. If Bollywood does not release films, none of us will survive. It's not just that. Every ancillary industry that is attached to a cinema will die out and we won't have an industry left. TV still is per episode, right? Producer gets paid per episode and actor gets yeah. paid per day. So the way everyone is thinking right now is, is survival. How do we survive through these next Absolutely. six months? So TV will still come out of it. Film, I don't know how. Because I don't see the same uh, financiers yeah. or the same big time producers greenlighting a lot of projects that don't have superstars. Look, if you're a superstar, it's cool, man. Those 10, 15 people, they're fine. But what about the other people that were making really good content? It's not easy. Yeah. I mean, it's very well to say that I put it on digital. But they've got to approve it also. The point of even a project being greenlit, 75% of the money still has to be put in by you. Absolutely. So where are you going to get... Yeah. yeah. So where are you yeah. going to get that money from? And what if those delays happen? You know why people get stuck in these financing phases? are Because they pick up money from the market. You know, and they hope that they release it. So I'll get my money here. Yeah. Every 20-30 days that happens. That's why a lot of people die with the kind of burden that, that happens. But with so many films that you see suddenly getting released without any marketing budget because... That's exactly what happened. Right. And I think audio is the only thing that has able to, that has grown yes. in the pandemic because there's no real cost attached mm. to it. Yeah. yeah. And even now, like for example, you and me probably the only ones that have subscription-based Zoom apps. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's doing the free yeah. thing. So at 35 minutes, they're saying, you know, let's, we got to ri- wind up. And I'm <laughs> like, just get a monthly subscription, man. <laughs> that was Salil from Offscript with Salil. If you haven't checked out his show, what are you guys waiting for? So a tiny reminder about our fundraiser campaign to help aid artists and artisans who are unable to make ends meet. 
you know, for those of you who are listening in for the first time, we have collaborated with the Artists Project to try and spread awareness and raise funds for our local artists and artisans. Hundred percent of the proceedings from this fundraiser will go to help the six artisans on our campaign's roster. The link to the campaign we've created is in the podcast notes, and I would request each of you to please take a few minutes, read it, spread the word, and contribute whatever amount you can. And if you guys have any questions, feedback, or podcast suggestions that you think I should check out and maybe feature, please feel free to reach out and connect with me on my Instagram. My handle is at Sayasha Pille, or you can write to me at write to Sayasha at gmail dot com. Alright, guys, that's it for today. I'll catch you guys on the next episode. इस हब हॉपर ओरिजिनल को सुनने के लिए आपका शुक्रिया अगर आप भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करना चाहते हैं तो हब हॉपर स्टूडियो वेबसाइट पे रजिस्टर करें और एक मिनट के अंदर अंदर अपना खुद का पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करें यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कॉन्टेंट